0: On today's EN4 Sports podcast, we discuss Rangers' response to Steven Gerrard's charge, we look forward to the four clubs playing in the Europa League this evening, and we cast an eye forward to the weekend's fixtures in the Scottish Premiership. And welcome to the EN4 Sports Podcast. I'm David Hogg, joined as I was on Tuesday by Mr. Alex Grant and Mr. Jake Gray, two of our finest sports reporters here at EN4 News. Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning, David.
1: How's things? Morning, guys. How we doing?
0: Yeah, isn't ready for an exciting uh, evening of Europa League action for Scottish clubs, of course, playing in the Europa League third round qualifiers, is it? Third round, yeah. I can I can never remember the more this. Round
2: and then they get to the playoffs.
0: There's so many qualifying rounds. <laughs> Before all of that, last night Rangers released a statement concerning the charge of Stephen Gerrard, and they weren't too
2: happy about it. Yeah, they they referred to the charge as being bizarre and said that they will robustly contest it. I think his comments were mainly geared with anger due to the fact that four of his players got injured in that game.
0: For those who don't remember, is is referring to the rangers Dan United game, which Rangers won 4-0, and Alfredo Morelos was stretched off following a heavy challenge from Ryan Edwards. Gerrard said, after that game, without making reference uh, to Edwards, I don't want to make a headline and say a kid should have got this or that. I don't want to be that type of manager. But I'd be very interested to see what the decision would have been from the officials had the shoe been on the other foot and Alfredo had made that tackle. Gerard's now been charged under Rule 72, I believe, um, referring to the fact that you can't indicate a bias from officials.
1: And I mean, Rangers are coming out saying that they're bemused by this and you can kind of see what they're saying to some extent, but at the same time, should Stephen Gerard really be saying something like that? He's clearly indicated that he thinks officials are biased against Rangers I don't know if it is very bizarre as they say
2: what I found interesting was part of uh, Rangers statement made a comment about uh, during this current climate it seems strange that we're putting you know SPF you know SPFL time towards this charge and it's like but surely if you've breached a rule then it shouldn't really matter what's going on in the world right now
0: and we've we've already established the whole the show must go on aspect of it. So if the football's happening, then the laws behind football have to be happening as well. It's, exactly. It. It's, exactly. It. it's not just a free for all.
2: And you seem to you seem to contradict his original like because he started, like you read out David. He starts off by kind of going, oh well, I don't want to say that such and such should happen, but such and such should happen.
0: But, but that, that, that's just a thing that football managers say to cover their own back. It never works. But no, when when they say these things, it's like, oh, I don't, I don't mean to talk about another club's player, but, you know, we'd, we'd really like such and such. You know, it's just a thing to say <laughs> to cover their backs. Uh, Rangers, of course, are one of four teams in Europa League action tonight. Uh, they're up against Willem twee of the Netherlands, in the Netherlands, I
2: do believe, so... What should Rangers expect? I think uh, they should expect a tough match. I mean, um, Willemte finished fifth in last season's cancelled Eredivisie. So uh, that's not a bad showing. That's, it's not the easiest league. So um, there's some good teams in that league. So to finish fifth, is, even if the season was cancelled, will make it a difficult game for Rangers. And we know that Scottish sides have a history of struggling against other European outfits who they're not expected to struggle against. So well, they can't take anything for granted.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, their season has been a kind of 50-50 start. They've played two games, lost one, won one. But um, I must say Rangers' form, if they can carry their form from the Europa League last season, I think they might do all right tonight. But as Alex says, it will be a hard game because, as as we know, uh, Dutch football is uh, not easy. So they're, they're a well-equipped team. I think it'll be a tough game for Rangers.
0: The the only thing that I'd say is that yes, Willem Tway did finish fifth last season, but that was only based on points per game. When the Dutch yeah. league was cancelled, they did it on uh, PPG rather than the position as it was at the time. So they have snuck into Europa League football based on that.
2: You would, get yourself into that position in the
0: first place, though, don't you? Um, but you would expect <laughs> you would expect uh, Steven Gerrard and his men to come away from this uh, relatively unscathed and go through.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I would say so.
2: Yeah, I there would is... say a result would be a major turn-up for the books.
1: All breaking news on that is that uh, their fans have set off fireworks outside the Rangers' team hotel in Eindhoven ahead of tonight's game.
0: Always oh, the, the tired old trope of keeping the, keeping the players awake all night. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I mean, pretty sure
2: you... there was a team once that set off a fire alarm at a team's hotel. A yeah, I mean... Cold all
0: night. Usually these things happen when it's um, semi-finals and finals, when you get to the business end of the competition, but, but the Willem Tway fans getting down in the trenches early on in the qualifiers is um, an interesting you tactic, argue, let's say.
2: You could argue that this is the semi-finals and finals. For them, to, if they can actually get to the Europa League main draw, that would be some achievement for them.
0: Another team who are in Europa League action this evening are Aberdeen, who make the trip to Portugal
2: to face
0: Sporting Club de Portugal, who finished fourth in last season's Liga Noche. Now, this does seem a hard game on paper however 10 of sporting's first team squad have come down with COVID-19 and under UEFA rules it looks like the game is still going to go ahead.
1: Yeah I mean um it was nine nine of their first team players and their head coach has actually tested positive their game was called off at the weekend and it looks like they're having to play a batch of youth players tonight against Aberdeen but I still think it'll be a, a really tough game for the Dons, uh, especially after losing one of their main men, Scott McKenna. But you never know. You could you could see Aberdeen pull off tonight.
2: Yeah, you would, you would still expect that uh, sporting with all their pedigree and their youth academy, which of course has just been named after their most successful product in Cristiano Ronaldo, uh, you would expect that they would have enough quality to see off Aberdeen. But, you know, maybe the situation will give Aberdeen that extra boost of confidence that they need. Um, Derek McInnes will want to see a response from his men following uh, the weekend's defeat to Motherwell, that's for sure.
0: Yeah, it's certainly going to be a much more interesting tie. Um, My mind immediately goes back to a couple of weeks ago when Scotland had that excellent display against a scratch uh, Czech Republic side. (laughs) <laughs> and the Tartan army uh, came away with a 2-1 win. Very hard fought 2-1 win against yes. <laughs> ag- ag- against a uh, second-string Czech Republic side. So if Derek McInnes can follow in Steve Clark's brave footsteps, then that would be great for Aberdeen. But I-, I do tend to agree with you that it will be a sporting who will go through to the next round. Moving on now to Celtic, who have made the trip to Latvia to face FC Riga, a very young team.
1: I think, obviously, Celtic should be going there and expected to get through to the next round. But I, think, I don't think it'll be as easy as some people are thinking it might be. Um, they're 19 games into their season. They've probably played, I know Celtic have been played recently, but they've probably played a bit more football than Celtic have. And as even Neil Lennon's saying, they're going to be a tough team to break down. And it's away from home, so I think it'll be another good tie. But Celtic should come out on top.
2: I think um, I think despite uh, Riga only being founded as recently as 2014, they did reach the playoff round for the Europa League last year and only narrowly lost over two legs to uh, Copenhagen, who of course went on to have a terrific tournament. If um, Riga are giving Copenhagen a run for their money, they can definitely give Celtic a run for their money.
0: Well, that's the thing with that Copenhagen tie, they. They they beat them in one of their legs. So over a one off game they can produce big performances against, you would certainly say, teams superior than them. And Celtic are capable of a rick now and again
2: in Europe. They become the, quite a regular occurrence. And of course their exit from the Champions League qualifying. I read I read a lot of things saying, Oh, nobody saw this coming but Surely you have to see it coming now with Celtic.
0: What might give Celtic a bit of an advantage, however, is that the Riga manager will not be in the dugout after testing positive for COVID-19. Oleg Kononov, of course, a former Spartak Moscow boss, won't be in the dugout as he's tested positive and having to self-isolate. So that may give Celtic a bit of a boost. Whether they need it or not is to be seen, but we all think they'll go through,
1: don't we? Yeah, thanks. Yeah, so. I um Yeah. Will uh, Christoph Ayer's head be half in Milan, with all the speculation?
0: I see. I I was very excited when Christoph Ayer signed for Celtic, mainly because he was one of these players I'd signed multiple times on Football Manager, and it's always nice to see your your Football Manager darlings getting <laughs> uh, headway in IRL football. He's a player who has got lots of potential. Do we think he'll go, and if so, Celtic will get a decent price for him?
1: I think I think he will go. I'm not sure how much Celtic I get I'll get from, but I think he's been a fairly decent player for Celtic. Um, however I didn't quite expect a club such as A C Milan to come call and um, given what I've seen of him so far. But you never know he might go on and do really well for them. But hopefully he does stay at Celtic because he's been a good servant for them so far.
0: Right, the final match from this evening's Europa Plague action that we're going to preview is Halfwell beresheva versus Motherwell. Uh, Motherwell, of course, having their tails up after that dominant display against Denit McInnes Aberdeen at the weekend. But uh, they've got the trek to Israel. And Halfwell beresheva no monks?
2: No, definitely not. I mean, they are, they are captained by... Um a Portuguese man called uh, Miguel Vitor, who, funny enough, had a brief loan spell with Leicester in the 2010-2011 season, when uh, Leicester were still in the Championship, so before their Premier League winning days.
1: We've seen some of Hapu Elbrich in Europe before, and there have been no mugs, but I do think Motherwell will be on a bit of a high after the weekend's win. They started the season fairly poorly, but uh, I believe Stephen Robinson came out and said he thinks they've turned the corner now I think they, they could go and get a result tonight. But again, it'll be another tough game, as the rest of the games will be for the Scottish clubs. Um, and Motherwell are without a few players as well. Jake Carroll is missing, Liam Donnelly, Charles done, and obviously Scott Fox is out for the season. So
2: And they've got an even tougher match coming up at the weekend against Rangers. So they, um, whether they'll have all eyes on tonight, or maybe one eye tentatively looking towards Sunday, you don't know.
0: So, there we have it. Four tough games for the Scottish clubs involved in the Europa League action tonight. But we think that they'll all go through bar Aberdeen.
1: Yeah, I'd, yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd say so.
2: Although, like we already said, with um, Sporting's coronavirus issues, it certainly opens the door for Aberdeen to maybe pull off a shock.
1: And you just never know with Scottish clubs in Europe. We've seen it before. Yeah. We might see it again with a big shock, could get put out. Next up,
0: as we mentioned on Tuesday, Jake has an article on Bonnie Rigg Rose that has gone up on enfornews.com. 4 uh, newscom That's going live today, today being Thursday. Uh, Jake, can you tell us a bit more about that article then?
1: I spoke with the treasurer of Bonnie Rigg Rose, uh, Brendan his name is, and I, the article is about how Bonnie Rigg have coped with the impact of the coronavirus has had financially Um, about how they need fans back in as soon as possible and about kind of what, what they've done to combat that. Uh, It's also saying that from last season, it goes on and says about the amount of revenue that they've lost from fans being in the games, the season being cut early. Also for Bonnerig, they still had had the chance to go on and win the league before the season was called, so they felt a bit hard done by. You should go and check that out.
0: Of course, when's the Lowland League starting back up again?
1: Um, another few weeks in middle of October.
0: Yeah, it's the same yeah. with the Highland League, but yeah. um, a lot of those clubs do rely on gate receipts and the like to f- make money. So it's going to be a very, very difficult time for clubs yeah. at that level of the pyramid.
1: Well, there's been a few kind of trial games, I think, and a few. I even seen with the hashtag United game that was on TV the other day. There was fans in the crowd, like hugging, and the players were going over hugging them, etc. So I don't know if um, Nicola and Boris have seen that and decided that fans in stadiums is a no-go for now. I
2: think there's. I think there's still. There still could be the argument that fans in football stadiums all spaced out. In like controlled numbers could arguably be safer than you know crowds in pubs or shopping centres or whatever. But
1: yeah, absolutely agree. It's it's um you can go and watch a three o'clock kick off on a Saturday in a small pub, but you can't go and watch it in a stadium which is largely open spaced.
0: And Alex, uh, Jake isn't the only one with an article up on Ian Four News. You've you've also got one up on American football, not a sport that's covered an awful lot by the UK press, so tell us, what have you been doing?
2: Yeah, no, I always feel like it is a sport that's often overlooked, but um my article, I had a look at, um, funny enough, um, Edinburgh Napier University's Napier Knights American football team. That play, um, they actually play all over Britain. But um, I spoke to their head coach, Peter Laird, and had a look at basically how they're preparing for their new campaign amidst the pandemic, and um, they're not even, at the moment, they're not actually allowed to do practices with the equipment. Uh, Peter Leo's concern uh, as head coach is that if they don't go ahead with the season, that um, basically they'll lose all their players, and the club will basically just slowly fade away, which is would be quite a shame.
0: Right, finally, on today's EN4 Sports Podcast, we are going to cast an eye uh, towards the weekend fixtures and see what will happen. First up, I would argue the biggest game of the weekend, Celtic-Hibs. With Hibs uh, with their tails up after a solid display against Rangers last week, Uh, how do we think they'll fare against the other half
2: of the old firm? I think think they could, well, um, pull off a shock. I mean, uh, Celtic will obviously... um... As we already mentioned, they're in Europa League action tonight. They're travelling to Latvia, So um, they could welcome back a bit, you know, maybe a bit of a European hangover potentially. And um, Hibbs will definitely be flying high after their result against Rangers. So um, I'd, I would be surprised if Hibbs could pull off the win.
1: I would agree. Um, I think Hibbs have obviously had a solid start to the season. I've been impressed with them in every game I've seen them so far. Uh, and they put in a solid performance against Rangers. And as Alex said, Celtic could have that European hangover. That being said, I do think Celtic will be too strong at home. And I think they'll come out with a win.
0: And as well as that, as previously mentioned on the show, we've got Motherwell Rangers. That's that's going to be a tasty affair, surely.
1: Well, as I said earlier, Motherwell have turned the corner, so to speak, according to Stephen Robinson. And at home, I think they could pull off another upset. Especially with Rangers, well, both teams in Europa League action tonight, so I think that'll be uh, a tasty affair.
2: Yeah, I think um, I think especially Motherwell could pull off the victory in the Europa League, and they'd be going into the game with three wins in a row in all competitions, so they'd uh, definitely be flying high. But I'm sure that Stephen Gerrard will. Would- I'm sure that Stephen Gerrard will be looking for um, a more clinical performance for the men, having wasted a substantial number of chances last time out against Tibbs.
0: And your other games for match day 9 of the Scottish Premiership are Hamilton versus Dundee United, St Mirren versus Kilmarnock, and Livingston versus St Johnson. That's all on Saturday. Also on Saturday, Hearts are playing Partick Thistle in a friendly. Then on Sunday, you've got Motherwell Rangers and Celtic Hibs, as we mentioned, and Ross County versus Aberdeen. Well, that's it for us here on the EN4 Sports podcast for this week. Hope you all enjoy the Europa League action tonight and the weekend's fixtures. We'll be back on Tuesday giving a rundown of all the latest news and sports and reviewing the weekend's fixtures. But for now, if you've enjoyed the show, why not send us a tweet at EN4News online on Twitter? Or if Instagram's more your style, then we're at EN4News. Uh, until tuesday it's a big thank you to jake gray thank you very much and to alex grant as well thank you very much i've been david hogg this has been the en4 sports podcast and we'll see you next week